Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The words of Kyler Murray. I'm glad he caught the ball. He's talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Key coming around to the Arizona no, Cardinals. No, man, I was always around. I was always around. I just, you know, had some reservation about what type of team they could be long-term in terms of playoff runs and Super Bowls and all that sort of stuff. Can I see in terms you, of him operating in this offense? I've never had I never had a doubt that he would be good within this offense. It's just what are they going to be in the end? Random question because I know our producers always do a hell of a job where they play no, incoming, they incoming music that fits like the narrative. So where is that music? Where's the tie-in? Do you guys? I, I don't really know. I'm confused. Well, the uh, song I believe was a it was a Jimmy Eat World, and I think right now the football world is talking about ah, Kyler. Now, can I ask you I, this, fellas? See how see how I ask just, a random question? Just trying. He just, just knows answer. I thought, like I thought that. that music was from like uh, Wayne's World or something. <laughs> no, but Kyler Murray was excellent yesterday. Keyshawn J. Will, you, you put it on a tee, bro. Like, you put it on a tee. <laughs> All right. I can't with Key. <laughs> this is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought that? to you by Chase. I don't know, I don't yeah, know if do. it was. I do not know who <laughs> that know. was. Who was that, Evan? You know who the was artist. The song? Uh, of course, you know that artist, Jay Will. I do <laughs> not know the artist. I might have watched a Seinfeld episode or two, but I don't know the artist everything. You want the real tie in? Jimmy Eat World, who is the band. They're from the Ar- state of see, Arizona. Exactly. How about that? See? Okay? But it Our sounded team. like some from Wayne's World. No, it did. <laughs> like that music, I was just like, oh, okay. You watch Wayne's World? I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah, basement okay. Saturday night, Wayne and Garth, cable access. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, when I'm usually watching television, television, it's ID Network, Snap, some stuff like that. Gotcha. You had to get it to about Channel 700 for Wayne's World back in the day. Not and, that there were 700 and channels. And everyone wants me to say, and DeAndre Hopkins was in the middle of three defenders. Oh, there you go. There How you about go. that? So it ties together. Did you see that, Key? Key yeah. still doesn't get it up. No, I still don't. Still not there. Yeah, I'm not yeah, there. Yeah, it's all right. Let me set up something for the Cardinals here. So here they are at 6-3 and three after one of the greatest Man, wins in recent ball. NFL memory. We're watching it on ESPN News. It's the first Hail Mary to win a game since Aaron Rodgers hit Richard Rodgers in 2015 on Thursday in Night Football. Arizona. Yes, and it was a huge win. And now you get to a point where everybody's talking about Monday Night Football tonight after the Thursday Night Hail Mary five years ago. But it's one finish on a Sunday that's really getting everyone hyped for the Cardinals, who are now in first place in the NFC West Thanks to a Seahawks loss, both six and three. I'm raising my hand because I want to ask a question. Jay, go ahead. End of the game, (laughs) the catch, the damn catch was incredible. The Jordan gloves must be the gloves. But, Key, I got to ask you. Yes. Poyer comes across. He's 21. The safety. The safety. Okay. Tredavious White is in position to knock the ball down. Poyer hits White, knocks him out of the player, knocks him out of the picture. But you're telling me that Poyer should just hit DeAndre Hopkins, essentially? Yeah, just run through, run through D-Hop at that point. D-Hop's arms are in the air. You might as well just run through him. They're not going to throw the flag. So you don't have to worry about, as long as you're not, like, just tackle the dude to the ground. But if you there's some contact when you're going up in that situation. The refs, when have you ever seen a referee throw a flag at the end of a game? In that situation. They're Almost never going to do that. Mm. They're just not going to do it. You said run through Hopkins. I want to run through something for Arizona and then get your thoughts here. What a 26-day span it's going to be for the Cardinals. I'm going to go back all about 22 days because they're going to play again on Thursday. So 22 days ago, they come out three weeks ago, essentially, and they beat the Seahawks on Sunday night football, hand Seattle their first loss of the season. People start to pay attention. They do so in overtime. Well, I was always paying attention, but yes. Yes, that they won at the end. Now here they are. 
And if you fast forward 26 days from that day, they will play the Seahawks again on Thursday night football. It'll be a battle of first place teams. So they beat Seattle the first time, get to six and three, got Seattle again on the short week. You love to talk about the season in quote unquote quarters. Well, guess what? Seattle went one in three in the second quarter of the season. This is a huge Thursday night matchup on a short week after one of the greatest, most dramatic wins, certainly in Cardinals history and recent NFL history. Yeah, you would just think that that the Cardinals would be in a position. Well, well, here's what I would say. First of all, Seattle should have all their energy because they didn't do nothing against the Rams yesterday. You know, they, they should be at full rest where Arizona kind of had to grind this thing out. Um, you know, they, they short rest Thursday night. They beat them the first time around this time around. They got to go to Seattle. They come out of the dome. They're going up into a, you know, different sort of environment. You never know what the weather may be up there. It could be snow. It could be rain. And hopefully Seattle gets the defense back. The first time around, there was no Jamal Adams on the defense when they played him. This time around, Jamal Adams is playing. So maybe they're going to spy him to some degree or whatever the case is. But it's huge for both of these teams in terms of the victory because one of them are, one of them are going to take the commanding lead in the NFC East or the NFC West. The other one is going to fight for a wild card spot. So they've got to – somebody's got to win, right? And, and somebody's got to win because in the end, if you're talking about the Rams, they've got to play against Arizona again. Seattle has to play the Rams again. So these three teams are going to go back and forth. I just took San Francisco completely out of the equation. I think they're done for the season. Agreed. For, for the most part. When you look at it, though – you know, Arizona winning games late in the end is is what they do have done best this year. There's no question about it. Uh, I don't want to have a lead by touchdown or less with Kyler Murray with the football in his hands at the end of games. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure that you've got a you know pretty commanding lead if you're going to put the ball in his hands. Otherwise, make sure you got the ball in the end with the lead if you plan on winning. Otherwise, he's he's displayed to us. He's calm. He's cool. He's collective. He's not. There is no uh, panic that sets in with young quarterbacks in situations like that. He looks like he's been there before. Mm-hmm. He's he's far uh, ahead of his age in terms of the quarterback position. When you young guys like that, he just and I think a lot of that has to do with his upbringing, being around his dad as a professional athlete, having gone through some. You know, some some turmoil at Texas A&M prior to going to Oklahoma, but also being a dual sport guy, being a baseball player, being a professional before becoming a professional. The dude was drafted in the first round, mm-hmm. signed a professional contract when he was in college. So he's a grown-ass man. It's a little bit different than when you got somebody coming from college in their first or their second year trying to learn how to play on the big stage. Two points. Point number one, man, I feel bad for Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. It's so quickly. It was like yesterday he was on top of the charts. He was Mr. MVP, never got an MVP vote. And now we're he watching might not him get MVP vote on his back looking up, reaching for that star, saying, I just was holding on to it one second ago. That's number one. And he has to continue to throw the ball. Like Dan Orlovsky said, they have to score 25, 30 points a night in order to beat you, even though their defense did look somewhat marginal. Number two, I was reading an interview by the USA Today on Patrick Patterson. And before the game, he said, this is part of the season where you start to separate the contenders and the pretenders. We want to be a contender. So so my question, the key is, I've been on 
this Arizona Cardinal train from the beginning. And I, cause I just love the style in which they play. Yeah. I know we called them cute. It finally feels like you're no, someone I on the train. Them cute. You call them cute. It finally feels like you're on the train. So I'm asking you right now. No. Are they a contender or do you still think they're a pretender? I still think they're a pretender. Hmm. I do. I hmm. honestly do. And, okay. and it's, it's just. Why? Well, because you can't keep winning games in the end like that. He's got three of those this year. Out of the six wins that they have, three of them have come at the end, the very end of games. You just can't live like that. You can't live on the edge like that. Can't that be a sign of maybe positive things that come if you have momentum, you gain momentum, you I mean, keep finding it, it, confidence? I mean, you can, rather but win it take, it, it than takes, lose. It takes Kyler Murray to pull the ball down and scamper and run all over the place at the end of the game like a video game to win it. Or it takes Kyler Murray to elude a defender and allow Buffalo, one of the dumbest things they could have ever done is allow DeAndre Hopkins to have free access to run down the middle of the field, say, hey, I'm right here, look at me, and Kyler Murray to throw the ball. I can poll, as y'all like to do a lot of polls, I can poll all the defensive coordinators in the National Football League, and the first thing they're going to say is, we would never allow DeAndre Hopkins to have free access. We'll never do it. We'll never do it. Quick explanation on free access. Nobody in front of him at the point, at the line of scrimmage, they just allowed him to run down like he's running a 100-meter dash. They just allowed him to run down without somebody jamming him at the point of attack. They put somebody over Larry Fitzgerald. I would have put two people over Larry Fitzgerald, two people over DeAndre Hopkins. I would have played man under, which means that I would have had somebody running down the field with him the entire way, and I would have put everybody else back. I would have rushed three people that's it. Three. I'm only rushing three. Everybody else, get back. So the NFC, NFC West is open. So if you're saying who's the, the best N- team? NFC West. Yeah. So it's open, right? So yeah. who, who would you say the best team is in NFC West? Man, I still. I you're still, going with the Rams? I still. The Rams is one of them just. I know they lost to Buffalo. And I know that but they. Buffalo's a, I think Buffalo's a contender, even though they lost yesterday. Contending to win a division, they ain't contending to, to win to go I, to no I, Super Bowl. Okay, man, I'm just saying. Hey, look, you you've been the one up here on radio telling me multiple times, Key. All you have to do is get to the playoffs. I, yes, they do that's have true. some of the anything explosive could, pieces. Anything could happen if they were to get there. There's that's no what I'm question saying, right? about it. Okay. Anything could happen if they get there. But if we just gonna play it even, I don't think that they have enough to get past Kansas City in in okay. Pittsburgh. Fair. If they get there. Go back to the Rams point. Because I, just, I think the Ram, Rams are just one of those. The Rams and the Raiders are just two teams out west that I feel like. They just loom around, huh? They hang around. Plus the Rams, they know how to win football games. Aaron Donald and Jared Goff and Robert Woods, even Sean McVay. They've been there before. Two year, they're two years removed from the Super Bowl. But do you, do you put that much stock in the Rams? Because the Rams always beat Seattle. They always think come about, out of Seattle about it looking way. somewhat good. Sean McVay has their numbers since yeah, he's done with it. Yeah, them. no question about it. But think about it this way. They got rid of Todd Gurley after they paid him a bunch of money, and everybody was questioning what type of running game and what they could do in the running game. Well, they run the ball pretty good to me. And that. That, that formula travels. You have to travel with that when the weather starts to change. You just When they start to get into – Playing those games when the weather changes, you have to have something portable. You you can't just throw the ball all over the lot with Jared Goff, small hands. We saw what happened to him in Chicago two years ago. You, it's a different saw ball game. Saw him against Miami. Yeah, you saw him against Miami a little bit. But you, you, you look at the Rams, and Arizona's right there. I just don't think Arizona can beat New Orleans. I don't think they can beat Green Bay. 
You know, those two teams, I don't think they could beat Tampa Bay. You're, are you really still on the Green Bay kick? Like, I, I, no, yeah. I, I know, I know I'm going to challenge the status quo. And I know Aaron Rodgers is Mr. Incredible. I know the pieces that they have are good well, pieces. Well, Devontae Adams got hurt, so hopefully he gets back hopefully healthy. Hopefully he gets back, right? Okay, Aaron Jones and company. But still, when you look at who they've beaten, I don't think – I mean, we're going to see them against a good defense coming up against the Colts. But we I can think say that's that, a really good but, test for them. But, but we, can say that, we can say that against everybody, though, right? No, I mean, I, I can look at Tampa Bay's record and start to say, well, eh, you beat this team, you lost that team. Like, they beat Carolina. The Carolina is – you put that up against the same teams that Green Bay plays. But it doesn't concern you with – I understand that there are wins, but when the same way win, we're going to break play, down – You play who you play. But I know the same way we're going to break down the nuances of the game. I, look, we just did it with the Browns, right? Like the conversation is Baker Mayfield being number one pick, even though the Browns won the last two games in crappy conditions. Is it two games? I think – did they beat the Raiders, right? No, they lost, yeah, the, they Raiders. lost the Raiders. Okay, lost the Raiders. last two games in weird conditions. Like even the way the Packers beat the Jags, does that not concern you a little bit? No, because you play down your competition. Sometimes okay. you play down to your competition when you're a better team just because, you know, you just, for whatever reasons, you're not focused in, you're not laser focused. The, the, the killer teams, through my experience, that have been great teams come playoff time is they play up. They don't play down to the competition. They rise to the challenge. And I think when you look at it, you know, I, I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers with a healthy Devontae Adams – can get it done to a degree. They're better than Arizona. They're a better football team than Arizona. Um, you know, Arizona's not, again, Arizona's not as good, Zubin, as the Saints, considering that Breeze stays healthy. Whatever. Even when Breeze's not healthy, I got enough confidence in Jameis Winston and Sean Payton to put Jameis Winston in the right situations not to turn the football over. I mean, they'll be fine for the games they have next. I mean, just the weapons that they have in general, though. It's just you can match their weaponry up against anybody else in the NFL. Indeed. We should mention, if you didn't hear, uh, Drew Brees is a bit of a rib issue, so we'll wait to see. Dry or sauce? Uh, dry rub. Dry, dry rub. rub. It's, it's, a, you know, it's late in the year. It can't get too saucy now. MRI x-rays are coming on the way. That's what Key was referencing into Key's point. <laughs> no. How about the Raiders and the Rams? You're always talking, Key, about the Raiders and the Rams. They will be in the spotlight this week, unlike any other time since They've obviously both now uh, one moving to Las Vegas and the Rams re, uh, resituating themselves in Los Angeles. Sunday night football, Kansas City at Las Vegas. Monday night football, mm. Rams at Bucks. So we'll see the Raiders on Sunday night in front of the whole country with Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline, and we'll see Brady and company take on Ooh, the Rams on mm. Monday night. So get ready for a great Sunday, Monday. Speaking of Brady, we're asking the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation, which NFC quarterback would you least want to face in the playoffs? Kyler, after yesterday, of course, Rodgers, Brady, or Wilson. 34% of you have said Aaron Rodgers, but oh, hey, Biff hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said, the cumulative count, who isn't voting Brady? Has the past 20 years not taught you anything? A reminder, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want your thoughts on who the Good NFC point. quarterback you don't want to face is, whether it's Brady, the body of work, or Kyler just coming to the party. Hit us up at the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Go ahead, Keith. It's something about having that experience of 20 years. It's just, it's just something about it. Was right. that okay, Biff, from Back to the Future? Could, could have been. Huh. Not quite sure. Not quite sure. Uh, Biff, call us up. No, actually, don't. Don't call us up. <laughs> Let's go from A to Z and then talk about a huge story. Huge story that is percolating this morning in the NBA. Is it Biff from Back to the Future? 
And from A to Z, we'll split the difference and go DJ, as in Dustin Johnson, who wins the Masters at 20 under par. It's a score we've never seen at Augusta, and they've been competing for the green jacket there since 1934. It's his second major, four bogeys over four days. The lead was sliced to one early on Sunday. Then he just ran away three under on the back nine. An incredible win. And oh, by the way, one thing we haven't mentioned this morning, I just want to mention for anybody that's got a sibling, for anybody that understands what it's like to share your greatest moment with somebody, Dustin Johnson's caddy this weekend was his brother. His brother on the bag. How amazing. His brother Austin was on the bag for him. So how amazing is it to share that brother, brother moment. Dustin Johnson on winning golf's grandest event. As a kid, you know, dream of playing in the Masters and, you know, dream about putting on a green jacket. I still kind of think it's a dream, but hopefully, hopefully it's not. I've had the lead a couple times and haven't been able to finish it off. And so it is very nice to have a lead and then play well on Sunday and, and get the win. Yeah, I couldn't be, couldn't be more happy and I think I look pretty good in green too. I bet you do. He's referencing he was the runner-up in 2019, and he's been on the precipice a couple times with 54-hole leads. But, Jay, what is your reaction to DJ's historic win at Augusta National? He was dominant. You, you knew that he was going to take a stranglehold of that lead and just continue to clamp down. I was going to ask you, Zubin, can you imagine if you and I played in a pro-am and Key was our caddy? Imagine Key running out from the bar on the course, <laughs> handing us gloves. It would probably be one of the most entertaining things I would experience yeah, in life. Not, not going to happen. So <laughs> you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be my caddy? You wouldn't support me? I would probably watch it on television, but I'm not going. <laughs> I wasted. Why would I? Why would I waste four hours of my day? You I do mean, it every day with us. We he spend could be time together. The Housewives. I mean, he, <laughs> the four hours of the Housewives. He just be going playing golf. Better <laughs> content. That's what he likes. Better content. And Give you a putter instead of a driver. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Be very entertaining. Now, this is a huge story, and this could make the Brooklyn Nets as if they're not going to be entertaining enough. This could take it to the next level. Listen mm. to this. James Harden is now eyeing the Brooklyn Nets as a trade destination. Big story last week, but he's not happy about the future of the Rockets. Doesn't think he can win a championship there. Obviously, put two and two together. Kevin Durant and James Harden were teammates with the Oklahoma City Thunder back when Harden wasn't exactly Harden, but they've discussed the possibility. Then you throw Kyrie Irving into the mix as well. I want you to listen to Woj this morning on SportsCenter. You think it's crazy? Harden, Durant, Kyrie? Here's Woj on how it could end up happening. And if Harden decides that Brooklyn is the place he wants to be and really starts to push the organization on it, you know, I think that's the momentum that it's going to take to get him uh, to New York. You know, Brooklyn has uh, some assets and young players and potential picks and all those things that you're going to want. Uh, but a player of James Harden's caliber, Houston's going to have to get a monster haul back to justify trading, uh, you know, maybe one of the two or three best players in the NBA. Yeah, they might as well go ahead and just Go with Westbrook, too. Bring the old band back. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, a couple of days, we were up in the show talking about this, and we said it was a reality, and now all of a sudden it's coming to fruition. Hmm, interesting. All I'm saying is that James Harden, if he wanted to get to Brooklyn, could get to Brooklyn. Him, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant, regardless of whatever assets they had to give up, you would think that Sean Marks would be able to find complimentary pieces. If that happens, they would be the favorite to come out of the East, And I got to tell you, something else that happened the other day, a lot of people aren't going to talk about, Dennis Schroeder going to that Los Angeles Lakers, which is huge for the Lakers. It gives him another scoring threat. It gives him somebody that at times was the best player on the floor for OKC. 
And is that could be your NBA Finals next year. The Lakers, LeBron, AD, Dennis Schroeder versus the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. So let me ask you this, though, uh, Jay. Jay. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> I got you. I was just trying to think of a name for you. Um, the fact that James Harden is pushing, or so allegedly, pushing to get out of Houston to go join KD in New Jersey, does he get the same kind of pushback that KD got going to Golden State? No, I I don't think so. I don't think so. It's almost, I would equate, I mean, just because he hasn't been able to win a championship in Houston and so many things have been changing around him. I I think it's the fact that the the rug has been pulled up underneath from him, like losing Daryl Morey, Mm -hmm. uh, losing your head coach, guys that you've had that continuity with. Uh, I, I don't think it's the same. So thing. then people not gonna act like they act when KD went to Golden State and left OKC because he lost to Golden State. Is that? You know, I don't think because it's not. I mean, it's not. One's in the West. He's going out East. I think it's easier to get to a championship coming from the East, going up through Giannis or no. Miami. But you know how everybody like ring chasing. You know, I, I mean, what, look, will that? I mean, let, let's talk about it. I mean, Anthony Davis. I mean, remember he wore that shirt. To the Pelicans games, that's all, folks. Yeah. I mean, guy, th- we live in a in a league now in the NBA where guys are able to dictate where they want to be. No, no question and about I, it. I have no problem with I, that. No, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Go get your money, get your rings, and everything else. I'm just saying for the people that you you communicate with on social media and Twitter and all that different <laughs> stuff that you are they gonna be haters? Of course they are. Get yourself caught in, or are people going to try and create this narrative that? He couldn't do it in Houston. He only could do it with KD. That's why he's running. Stop. I hate this, though. No, I'm kid. just asking you. It just gets me you angry, look- and I know you are. It gets yeah, me. I'm- because people are like, well, you can't win it on your own. How you win it on your own has a lot to do with who's running your organization, the style in which you play. When they come in, when Steven Silas comes in, and I give him a lot of credit. Look, he he's going to be a tremendous coach to come into that organization with those expectations, I think are unfair for a first-year head coach. But when you hear internally from them that, yes, we're going to run it back. I don't want to run small ball back anymore with P.J. Tucker at my five. P.J. Tucker is having issues with his contract. We may not even have P.J. Tucker moving forward. We got complimentary players getting frustrated with, I'm worried about my role. Austin Rivers. You mean to tell me y'all want to play with a 6'5"? No, I don't want to play with a 6'5 center. I love you, P.J. You grind it out, but go grind it out somewhere else. I want to win a chip. And if playing with KD and Kyrie is the best way for me to do that, and I can come east and go through Milwaukee yeah, or there's, Miami there's or no Boston, question, I'm there's in. No, there's no question he should get out of there as well as Westbrook find a home that fits their style. I'm just saying from a, I don't know, a gossip, social media, hater standpoint, what's going to be that message that people try to, you know, create? See, that's all. I was just asking you. We'll wait to see. Draft's a couple days away. Jay will be front and center on that. The NBA offseason free agency. I'll be, <laughs> come on, man. My suit's ain't ugly that. now. <laughs> I'll make sure they're presidential like yours was the other day. <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com <laughs> today. On the way, Clemson didn't play on Saturday, but they still got a coach fired. Mm. We'll explain that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Paul Feinbaum also joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Brought to you by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Paul, good morning. I don't think it's a coincidence that as Clemson has risen in the state of South Carolina, the Gamecocks have fallen. They fired head coach Will Muschamp yesterday. Fifth season on the job, 28 and 30 overall. If I was, you know, Zubin from New York City calling into your show later today, I guess the only explanation I could give would be something like this. If you can't succeed coaching a great SEC program like Florida, how in the world are you going to succeed coaching a mediocre SEC program at South Carolina? Translation, why was he hired? He was hired for one reason. Uh, Ray Tanner, the athletic director, five years ago, thought he had Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart uh, had sent signals to South Carolina that he was about to become the next coach there. Remember, he was at Alabama as Nick Saban's defensive coordinator. Georgia, his alma mater, picked up wind of that and made a very gutsy decision. They fired Mark Richt, who was popular and had a good record. They said, Mark, thanks, but no thanks. You're out of here. Kirby got the job, and Ray Tanner hired Will Muschamp. Give Will Muschamp credit for this much, Zubin. He's certainly a failure as an SEC coach, but he could easily get a job uh, working for Goldman Sachs because he has now picked up uh, close to $25 million in buyouts uh, for being fired from, from Florida and now the University of South Carolina. So he's smart about one thing. Let me ask you this, though, Paul. When you talk about the next move for South Carolina, there's a guy sitting right down the road, an offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, from Clemson. Why wouldn't you go and try to figure that out? Because in-state recruiting, surrounding areas, regions, it's time for him to get a job, wouldn't you think? No, he's fantastic. I I would agree with you. And his counterpart, of course, got a job in Florida last year. This is going to be a fascinating thing because this is a a big name, a, a a big coaching search. So you're going to get his name in there. You're going to get the Coastal Carolina's coach's name in there. You're going to get others, uh, Munkin from West Point. Why? Because the president at South Carolina was formerly at West Point. You're going to get Billy Napier from Louisiana. But the name that will draw the most attention and the most controversy is Hugh Freeze. Remember Hugh Freeze? Oh, yeah, he I do. Ole Miss. Yeah. He Alabama twice. <laughs> yeah. Lost his job. Now he's killing it at Liberty. And uh, he is the hot name of the moment. But uh, this will be a fascinating uh, coaching search. Hey, Paul, when I say Jim Harbaugh, what do you say? Loser. (laughs) Um, And and I don't mean that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean that in the proverbial uh, you know being kids uh, outside sense. But I mean this guy has just taken uh, a massive beating the last couple of weeks. He can't get it done. And, and this is not your normal garden variety coach we're talking about. This is not Will Muschamp here. Uh, this was a favorite son. Uh, this was a guy that's been to the Super Bowl. Everyone knows all that. You don't need to hear it again. And now the question is, what does Michigan do about it? They're paying him $8 million a year. He has another year left on his contract. The program has imploded. We're, we're now, and Zubin, listen up, because this is, we're getting close to home here. He now has a must-win game against Rutgers. <laughs> Saturday. Uh, No one's ever no one's ever said anything quite like that before. And and I don't I don't even I mean, and and what I say about that, if if, you know, should should Michigan lose to Rutgers? uh, I mean, there's zero path right now. I don't see there's much path either. But but you have insiders at Michigan. John Bacon, who's a historian and who's written volumes on the University of Michigan, very close to Harbaugh, very close to this program, a Michigan man. He wrote over the weekend, Michigan is not going to fire Jim Harbaugh. And that may be what they, they, they end up doing. But, but the, the question is, how can they continue to go on with him? Because every time he loses, it becomes, it's a national story. It's a national conversation. Recruits are watching this program and others listening to this program going, why would I want to go there and play for this guy? Why did it go wrong so quickly for him, though? Well, I, I think if you know Jim Harbaugh, he, he's a stubborn guy. Uh, he, you know, he's never quite adapted uh, since he got there. And, and you know Key. I mean, he was, he was a very successful offensive mind at Stanford and, and obviously uh, in his run in the NFL. But he's never been able to quite adapt to the Big Ten. I think he's, he's also caught uh, Ohio State at a bad time as, as Urban Meyer's program ascended. And now Ryan Day has picked up where he left off. The Big Ten is a good league. Uh, I mean, we have we have games this weekend with Northwestern and Indiana, and, and they are the ones who are undefeated while Michigan and ben Penn State are struggling badly. So it, it, there has been a paradigm shift uh, up there, and, and, and I just think he's refused to change. And, and when you watch Jim Harbaugh after the game, after, the, after these losses, it's really pathetic to see because, you know, every coach uh, has a path afterwards, but, I mean, his are just clueless. He, I mean, he, you act like it's act like Jim Harbaugh just discovered this team has lost for the first time in five years, and we'll fix that. I, I don't think there's much left to fix up there. That's mm. a fair point. I'll it's leave broken. you. With, uh, it is indeed broken. I'll leave you with this little fact that you can use on your show in case you get some Harbaugh calls. Four years ago, Michigan went to Rutgers and won seventy-eight nothing. <laughs> they won by seventy-eight points, and on Saturday, Rutgers is merely an eight-point underdog shows you how quickly things will change you can see paul watch him listen to him every weekday afternoon on the sec network on the best college football show out there three eastern thank you paul thank you guys see you All soon right. thanks paul it's great to have paul find out and go be at the game with rucker's <laughs> gear on there locked in every time he talk about that 78 point blowout he's like <laughs> well we'll tell you on the way speaking of can you do that again <laughs> That's how Saints fans are feeling this morning because if Drew Brees' MRI and x-rays on his injured rib comes back faulty, we could get another version of... Because we are asking this morning, who is the NFC quarterback you don't want to face in the playoffs? Brees, Kyler, Brady, Rodgers, you name it. That's next.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Those are the words of Sean Payton and Drew Brees on the injury that has the NFL talking injured rib to Drew Brees, was able to gut dry it rib out. or saucy rib? <laughs> Could be. We've been going, let's go consistent. We've been going dry all morning, so <laughs> we'll keep it there. But there won't be a dry eye in the house if this is a major injury to Brees. X- uh, X-rays, MRI coming today. He was able to gut it out after that late second quarter hit, played through the first half. Jameis Winston came in in the second half, completed six of ten passes obviously we know Jameis could be the long-term answer there but right now Breeze is the short-term answer and we want to know right now who's the one QB in the NFC very aggressive right now right now who's the one QB in the NFC you don't want to see in the playoffs and we'll open it up to somebody as fresh and new as Kyler Murray or somebody as experienced as Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson whatever you want Throw it up. Hit us Nick up right Foles, now. You Nick just Foles. name it. <laughs> Danny Dimes. Yeah, Danny Dimes. You name it. Alex Smith. It's all you for you guys. Hey, Dwayne Haskins. You name it. <laughs> See, now you, now you went too far. Yeah. Now you went too far. Everything was fine. Then you just went too far. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, call in line. Who is it? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or if it's easier for you, Key J and Z. One NFC quarterback. Don't want to see in the playoffs. We'll take your calls. We'll take your tweets here in moments. What's interesting here, mm-hmm. um, Key, is that you have essentially said right now, with or without Drew Brees, assuming it's a short-term type injury, it's still the Saints' conference to lose. It, it is. And you, you have to think that right now, he's, this is not a long-term situation for Drew Brees. not out the rest of the season. Right. All you need Jameis Winston to do is kind of hold it together like a Band-Aid for a short period of time until that scab heals. Like Bridgewater. And like Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and didn't, didn't wow you with crazy numbers, but didn't lose the games for them. And I think that's when you have to rely on Sean Payton and the other guys on the offensive side of the ball to, to utilize Jameis Winston for the things that he does well and not put him in situations where he's going to lose the game for you. And I think Sean's smart enough to know that when you look at the schedule, the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Falcons, then they got the Eagles. They don't, the next big test is week 15 against the Chiefs. Mm. That's the next big test. Outside of that, you got the Falcons, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Eagles, and then Carolina's on the – and so it's kind of like, the, you know, they got one game right. on that schedule. They play the Vikings. They got one game on that schedule. 
Excuse my ignorance, but if it's a broken rib, then what do you do for something like that? Oh, I don't know if it's broken or not. I don't know. I know I, I, that's what I'm saying. Hypothetically, we don't know what the injury is, right? Right. X-rays so, and MRI still to come. So, I mean, I've seen Baker Mayfield play with bruised ribs. I know how challenging that is. Smoked or not? <laughs> dry rib. We've addressed smoked, this multiple times. Baker, my, Are they smoked dry smoke, rib? <laughs> Um, it 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 hurts, but, but you still you still play. Yeah, you can still play. Bro- yeah, you can still so, play because you put the flap jacket on. It's like a I don't a, know because in basketball I ain't trying to play with a broken rib. So I, don't, I, don't, I ain't trying to play with a, a chip nail in basketball. Call, yeah, it's called guarantee. I knew you was about money. to say that. I knew you was about to say something about the I money. <laughs> well, that's how, how do you? Especially if you're throwing no key, you do everything. It hurts. How do you, it hurts, and so you got the flap jacket on, which is like a shoulder pad around the rib cage. It's it's you know it got plastic and all that. Then they'll probably put this little thing called like a donut. They'll cut out a foam piece and they'll like tape it to wherever the spot is at. And then they may decide to give uh, him a little bit of that help. A little you know, bit of the juice. A little help as long as they don't go in too, too far. Too, in. too far, Tyrod yeah, Taylor. Taylor like. Yeah, yeah. And so when you look at it, I don't think anything. It, it didn't seem like to me it was broke. It seemed like it just hurt really bad. You could see the water in his eyes, Drew's eyes on the mm-hmm. sideline. I was like, he's in pain. You could s- totally tell. But a couple couple weeks off will probably put him back in position to take back over at some point in time. But I do think Jameis Winston is 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 well equipped enough to guide the ship forward for a few weeks. Now let, let me ask you this: If Jameis Winston does, never mind. We have a caller. I'll get to it when I get down. We gotta All right. Get the caller so right. the uh, topic this morning is who's the one quarterback in the NFC you do not want to Is this really a real caller? In the playoffs. Indeed. I think it's a real caller. Let's see. Let's find out. Juan in Georgia. You're on ESPN hey, I, Radio. Go ahead. You probably think I'm crazy, but I think it have to be Kurt Cousin if he gets hot. Well, here's he beat, why. He beat, your, he beat New Orleans last year, though, uh, uh, sir. Yeah, 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 he 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 beat New Orleans in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I get that two years ago. I, I I understand. Or was it last year? I understand that. But come on, man, stop. Ain't nobody. It ain't Kirk Cousins. All right, here's a more conventional call. Stop. A more conventional candidate. Ahmed in Queens. You're on ESPN Radio. Who's the one quarterback in the NFC you don't want to face in the playoffs? Good morning, gentlemen. It's got to be Tom Brady. His poise, his experience, his leadership. After a loss, you got to take him to win any game, and I think he proved that. He's got way too many weapons. He makes the running the running back game the running game look better because of the way he spreads the ball around. And you can't key on somebody in Green Bay. You could take away Devontae Adams, Ahmed, you know, because that would have been my second pick. Ahmed, I would take Tom Brady, but I will only take Tom Brady after a loss when Bruce Arians has debased him on national <laughs> stage. That that's when I would take. Tom Brady. Tom Brady yeah. is ridiculous, man. I, I, You're not wrong with that one, man. You're not wrong with that one at all now. Brady, I mean, you I mean, you really can't go against Brady, right? I mean, I really don't want to see Brady, but if if I had to you know, if I it, that would be a guy along with Aaron Rodgers, I would say, you know, those two for me. Kyler Murray's still young. I mean, he's done some good stuff, but he's still young in this and Russell Wilson hasn't really played well of late. Now, let me ask you, why wouldn't it be Drew Brees? And I say Drew Brees because when we compare them, Keith, lineup-wise, they have just as many toys no, as anybody. No, no, they do. They got they, – so, Drew Brees I mean, can it, go. Like, like I said, it, it may not be that deep arm threat, but the level on which he can manage the game, 
Why isn't that something that people don't no, see? No, he's as beyond. But the funny thing about it, though, Jay Willis, he's beyond the manager. He's not. His arm strength has been the same his whole career. But I don't know why people all of a sudden act like he done lost a fastball or something. He's been that same quarterback his entire career. He didn't go from Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, strong arm to a, a water pistol. He's been this guy his entire career. But for whatever reason. I think people just, the sexiness of Tom Brady, 20 20 years of experience, all these playoffs and Super Bowl wins, and then Aaron Rodgers with the dynamic, you know, uh, arm strength, that's why people leave a guy like Drew Brees out. Keep in mind one thing that should be mentioned. Obviously, Drew Brees is 41 years old, so that's something to keep in mind. And also, the statistics all say that he tends to play a little bit worse in the month of December. Maybe it's age, maybe it's something, but he tends to decelerate statistically at the Uh end of seasons. Just the numbers thing. He does have that Super Bowl. On the way, looking back at one of the greatest finishes in recent NFL history. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.